Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Gabbana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Lukewarm Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Pretty good. My hair seems to get thicker every day. Look at Mate, this. Look at the, this bonnet. Watching the news episodes is genuinely, it, it's quite a thrill, really, uh, to see it go through and see it sort of like coming out and all of this sort of thing i was having a chat with uh, a friend of ours um uh, we we haven't actually been able to hang out for a while as one of our contacts at a uh, a place that we have done business with and he recently (laughs) i'm pretty sure there's only one person this can be john yeah yeah john from the prince yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was chatting with John, and um, he uh, he's recently shaved all his hair off. Ooh, because, but because he lost a predictions thing? Uh, no, just actually... Why just, would uh, you? choice that he made himself. Um, what? So at the start it of lockdown... It wasn't for his content. Hair, his hair grew out a little bit, and so his mm-hmm. girlfriend tried to cut it. She did a bad job of it. And so he then was just like, well, I'm just going to have to shave this off and let it grow back. And when he shaved it off, he was like, oh, wow, I'm way balder than I thought I was. So now mm. he's just... But he's grown his beard out to be a bit thicker, so he's actually like wow. looks a bit like Laurie now, like Laurie with a, with much darker hair. And he said, "Oh, I, I've, I actually thought I could probably now join Wrestle Talk. I'd actually be part of the crew." And I was like, "Well, unfortunately, you can't now because Ollie's had a hair transplant. If anything, he's going to have more hair than all of us, so you can't be part of the crew anymore." Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to have. I was taught, so I got a haircut on Tuesday. The reason that's important is because. That if you want the side short to accentuate the wispy, ugly, duckling, fluffy hair that's currently where my receding hairline once was. And he said, Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, because he, the, I, the guy I go to also had a hair transplant. He was sort of the person who's held my hand through this process. And he said, Yeah, it's going to be weird when, it's, when it all fills in. You'll probably want to, you know, like, 
sweep your hair forward. And I was like, what? what? What do you mean it's going to look weird? He's like, well, no, nobody has, uh, uh, you know, past a certain age, which you have passed, no one has that straight a hairline. Mm. And it will look weird. You know, people will know you've had a hair transplant unless you wear it swept forward. And I was like, I've never thought about this. So I guess, like, I'm going to have... I just thought I'd have naturally robust hair. But what I'm actually going to have is the equivalent of a tit job on my head. Mm, Everyone knows. Yeah. I mean... John Cena's done all right with it, hasn't he? Because he had hair plugs. He had a hair transplant a few years back, mm. and he manages to to pull it off. He actually like he's got a bountiful head of hair uh, on top of his noggin now. And Randy Orton did all right, didn't he? Because he had a hair transplant around the same sort of time. Yeah, that theirs looks good, don't they? But maybe it's because I mine was probably nowhere near as expensive. I don't know. Oh, actually, it's is it because he sweeps it forward that it looks good? Is it swept just, just... He has also got when well, I've just googled it here. He has got the incredibly straight line mm. that your barber was talking about. Like when he's got it like as like a crop cut, it is very noticeable that it is as straight as an arrow line. Exactly. So yeah, I don't know if this is going to become the thing in a few years where, you know, in the late 90s, everybody found the fake breasticles very attractive. Okay, well, like if you, we're having a look at some hairs here. But if you sweep it over to like the side, then it mm. it, like this bit on the uh, sort of the, the left hand side, the right hand side of it sort of like sweeps up and kind of covers over the straightness of the line, right? Takes the edge off a bit. Yeah. Because like yeah. here, you can see it's pretty straight. Actually, he's got a and that's a new one, it, hasn't he? I think this is new, yeah. Because he's always had a weirdly straight hairline. I thought he had to get the hair transplant because it was stuff at the back that was going. It, he was getting it at the back, yeah. Well, well, well. Look at Steve. <laughs> How are you? Uh, I'm I'm doing okay, mate. Uh, I've got new neighbours now, um, so mm-hmm. I, I for those of you who aren't regular listeners, I live on a new build estate in Kent, and we're on a road. There's a seven houses on our road, and it's like a drive. And You're at the end. Had, uh, we're at the second from the end, okay. but we've now had the final people move in. Um, they have come in from Dubai. In fact, oh, uh, I was chatting with uh, the the guy the other day. I, you know, dropped around a welcome. You know, welcome to the neighborhood card. And um, he, uh, yeah, he said, "Yep, we went to Dubai for eighteen months and came back thirteen years later." Damn! So they got detained. What happened there? I've read I've reports been... where if you get caught with marijuana, or if you're smoking it on the beach, or having sex on the beach, not the cocktail, the act. You will be arrested and detained. Are you just reciting the plot line to Sex and the City 2? Is that what happens? I think so. No, I haven't seen oh. the second one fully because it no, is real either. bad. But I think there is a moment when uh, Samantha, because of course it's Samantha, she's such a mm. Samantha, um, yeah. d- does a sex on a beach. Control yourself, and- Samantha. 
and gets arrested or some sort of nonsense. Yeah. Um, but I, I, so I don't know the full details of, of that. Uh, but they don't have any furniture in their house at the moment. They are on um, inflatable sofas and inflatable beds because all of their stuff being shipped from Dubai has got caught in customs. And it's now stuck with bloody French. Oh, goddamn French. <laughs> I started a bit in my news today. Did you see it? <laughs> I saw it, yeah. It was the <laughs> damn Germans. Why? Well, it's because Moxley cuts this promo. We're going we're gonna to talk about it in AEW where he's, he effectively goes, the goddamn French and Croatians are allowed in into Japan to compete in the Olympics. Why is not good old... Where's he from? Ohio and John Moxley. And uh, I just said goddamn French at the end of it. And I realized, you know, there was a German suplex later on, goddamn Germans. And then, you know, Alistair Black, Malachi Black, sorry, kicked Cody in the face. Goddamn Dutch. I I was, you know, I was enjoying myself. (laughs) But then I thought afterwards, when I was QCing it to make it sure it was okay, uh, I thought, huh. What what if like you know, Jinder did something? <laughs> you, because like there's there's some countries you can go goddamn too. If Jinder said you do goddamn Canadians, goddamn Canadians, that one would work. That'd be very very funny actually. Yeah, but you know if it was like a more, Who I don't know where. Yeah, I don't know what goddamn Saudi Arabians. Well, it, um, I mean it's different. So that feels okay. It's because we're all European. So I think like it's, yeah. it's, it'd be like in America, uh, Californians making fun of New Yorkers and all that sort of stuff. It's like, because it's because they're all European countries, they're kind of all, it, we're all one big territory. Mm. So I think that's why it works. And obviously we, you know, we created Australia. So yeah. we're fine to do that one. And, Dunk on Australia all day long. Easy to do. And Americans are so easy to be dunked upon, so I think they're also fine. Mm-hmm. But then there are just certain territories that I don't think you could get away with that because either we we didn't create them, we didn't colonize them, um, or we or they're a bit good, so we can't really crap all over them. Well, I think I think you don't want to punch down, do you? No, um, exactly. Well, that's the key, isn't it? You don't punch down. Yeah. Like you being like the the goddamn friends are going. That's it's you making fun of that sort of rhetoric as opposed to you really believing that you don't like the French. I, I'm, I'm a, a famous Francophile. I, I love the French. You do? No, it's, it's punching sideways. I'm reaching across the channel, cheeky slap, running away laughing. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, watch this space. Let's see how far Ollie can push ironic <laughs> xenophobia on the news. <laughs> do you not think it's punching down on the Americans? Because they are a bit cack, aren't they? <sighs> I don't know anymore. I once had an argument with Laurie that I'm not punching down if it's Japan because Japan <laughs> is, you know, like an economic force. They're like one of the biggest countries in the, the, the you know, so economic blocks in the world. Yeah. Yeah, so much better. Uh, anywho, let's get into this AEW show itself. Ollie and I, uh, just before we came on mic, were like, yeah, totally fine show. Uh, but uh, do you know what? People I did. Really... I was saying that for a joke. You agreed. I loved it. Here, here is the show. Never in my life, my professional wrestling news covering career, did I think 
we'd have so many big returns happening because that's right. They said it wouldn't happen. Hoventude Guerrera <laughs> is actually making his return to TNT as Jericho's third Labour of Jericho match. Incredible scenes, Luke. Incredible scenes for new punk rants. The man, the fan, the viewer who's on screen now, who's inexplicably been asking for Hooven to the Juice Guerrera to come back to TNT. Now I'm happy for you, buddy. I genuinely believe, and I'm I'm certain of this, although I've yet to find actual evidence of this. New punk rants has been messaging into this show about Hooventude Guerrera coming into AEW since the studio days of us doing AEW Dynamite reviews. So much so, today, I watched and sort of skipped through and watched on like triple speed, 25, like about 20 episodes of AEW Dynamite reviews trying to find uh, New Punk Rants the first time that he messaged in, uh, they messaged in about Hooventude Guerrera. And... I can't. I couldn't find it. Uh, Mod Mother Jen did an amazing job. She found like all of the ones from this year. Um, there's about eight pages worth of Ultra Chats just from this year alone from New Punk Rants <laughs> asking for Hoover to Guerrero to come into AEW. But I was trying to find the first one because I wanted to do like this big video montage, and I could not find it. And it was really, really annoying me. So I'm very sorry, uh, New Punk Rants. You were going to get a big video package like Hangman Page for this episode but i could not get it done in time but yeah the boyhood dream done come true for new punk rants it's the feel-good story of the year just so happy for new punk rants uh the, i'm gonna put this out on front street i don't actually care but for new, new <laughs> punk rants i am so happy for you yeah yeah same so here. happy yeah, it's it's grand that your favorite member of the misfits in action mm-hmm. are uh i know he wasn't misfits in action wasn't he he was um Oh, Le- but what was the group? The, uh, the Filthy yeah. Animals. Filthy Animals, yeah. Yeah, the fa- yeah, your favorite member of the Filthy Animals is coming on to, to AEW. Uh, of all the labors of Jericho, it's probably the one I'm going to be least excited about because I, <laughs> I, I, I think that it is going to be a Lance Storm is coming. Uh, however, like this was j- when... <laughs> I cannot... I genuinely I can't, can't believe, believe this. I, genu- no, I, honestly, this is more I, shocking than punk. It is, isn't it? Because... <laughs> Because of this show, right? And because of New Punk Rats. Like, when MJF played the clip of him and Jericho talking about Hoovy, I went, no. No, surely not. Surely not. Hoover dude smegging Guerrero is going to be on TNT and come on Dynamite next week. Like, a, a resting return, and I'm, I'm being serious here, has not cut to my core in like such a uniquely annoyed way as this one. <laughs> Just because we, me and Luke have been saying for two years to new punk rants, it's not happening. It's not happening. Shut up. I, I, there have been people, honestly, that have um, like messaged Sean on Fightful asking him, like, do you know what the status of Hoovy is? Because there's people oh on the wrestling who really want Hoovy to come back. And not Sean's one been- person. <laughs> it's just one guy. And Sean's messaged me being like, you should ask Denise. Denise knows him. Like, you can ask Denise. And I keep, I kept forgetting to ask Denise and stuff. And I think I did ask her one. She was like, oh, I have no idea. But I very much doubt that he's going to be on Dynamite anytime soon. 
And here we are, 2021, July, the end of July 2021. <laughs> and yep, Juventus Guerrero is going to be on Dynamite next week. I'm just, I'm, I'm happy for you. You know, big, honestly, big humble pie for me and Luke. We've oh, yeah. Saying, been saying and making fun of you on this stream. <laughs> but it's not going to happen. And, you know, that's why we love wrestling. Uh, I think you, I think Rob Brown has put it well here. You know you're a Wrestle Talk fan. When my first thought watching AEW last <laughs> night was, wow, new punk rants is going to flip. Um, oh, my God. It's amazing. I've had so many messages from people going, new punk rants. <laughs> so, well done. You've, you've genuinely... You know that 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 is genuinely you being persistent. You've gotten yourself over. Oh my god! Uh, thank you to near we near wheel and DX Rules eighty five. Wonder who and, DX Rules is that DX and Solo Steve Gibson uh, who just become oh. members. Thank you very much. That means you get a little badge next to your name in the live chat. Well, okay. By the way, I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Wormley Cohen. This is the AEW Review Podcast. Would say Dynamite, but it's Fight for the Fallen, a sort of third consecutive special event after the two-week Fighter Fest shows. Uh, please get all your Omega chats in to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over $5 before the end of the show. And please also give us a subscribe. We've passed 50,000 subscribers. We've realized that that's actually really effective and helpful to make videos and channels successful. I don't know why more YouTubers don't ask people to subscribe more, Luke. It's a weird thing, isn't it? Because YouTube has been around for like 15 or so. You may, you know, you get on for 20 years that YouTube's been around. And you'll be surprised the amount of people who don't know that subscribers really like matter. Like a subscriber, mm. like a high subscriber count really matters. I think you and I are like among the first seven to nine people who have figured this out. Which you, you know, and like yeah. we're telling you now, the audience. So you are also now like on the forefront of change, like WWE in Saudi Arabia, of like what the future of YouTube can look like. I think now that you've heard us say this and you're aware of it, you're going to hear it a lot more places. You just pick up on it. You know, like you think of you hear a new word and then you hear it everywhere when really it's been there all along. Um, so, yes, please do press the subscribe button. We're on the march. The 75,000. Uh, no idea what that will entail. But let's start with the main event of this episode of Dynamite, Fight for the Fallen, whatever, which was the th second Labour of Jericho, Chris Jericho versus Nick Gage in a death match, which I thought, OK, you know, Chris Jericho, he did the Hurricane Rana off the top rope with Sean Spears. That surprised me. But, you know, I, I don't expect this to be a full on death match. There'll be a bit of blading. There'll be like a table spot. This was pretty goddamn extreme. I would argue more extreme, definitely more extreme than the Moxley Archer match the previous week. Um, also more extreme than Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. I would say this was pay-per-view levels of extreme. But the only more extreme match in AEW, to my mind, would be Kenny versus Moxley at Revolution. 2019. Uh, it was a uh, full gear 2019. Yeah. Full gear. That, sorry. Yes. 
that I, but I would be in complete agree. I, funny enough, when I was going to try and bundle <laughs> those new punk rants uh, comments, I found the video review that me and Housemate Simon did for uh, um, Full Gear 2019. With the title was because we got so many messages from people being like, AEW took it too far with that match. Like that match was too far in terms of like what a death match can be, or you know what a, a hardcore match can be. And we were there being like. I mean, lads, just CCW has been around for 20 plus years at this point. They've been doing some wild ass stuff. And um, this is one of those things like this wasn't quite as like hardcore death match as the, uh, the, the match he had against Cardona at the weekend, which was like a different level. Like that was like, you know, why a, a Nick Gage match you would, you'd come to expect. But this was pretty close, pretty darn close to what you would expect from a Nick Cage death match. And it's it really is like tying into, our, you know, the podcast and video title we've got here. This idea that I've been kind of pushing for a little while, this feels like a retirement tour for Jericho. This feels like Jericho is ticking off things on his bucket list of things he never got to do. He never, he's never got to do like the big death match match. So then he gets to do this here. Next week, he gets to face Hoovy one more time. He got to, you know, have a match with Sean Spears Canadian battle this and the other. We're thinking likely Lance Storm is going to be one of them. This does feel like uh, you mentioned this last week, your pitch that you had for Jericho's retirement, which is kind of going through all of Jericho's old gimmicks and feuds. Like Sean uh, put up on Twitter, said it's a real shame that Ralphus isn't with us anymore because mm. it would have been a really nice like for, for, you know, for yeah. Ralphus to have made an appearance. That's what, that's what this feels like. It feels like the Jericho retirement tour. I, so yeah, to, to, to address the sort of main talking point. Yeah. I, it does feel like a retirement tour in that regard. I don't think it's a retirement though. I think this is Jericho just having put, putting, putting to an end these first two years with AEW. Not that he's going to go elsewhere, but I think, and he's earned it. He has really helped carry this company, not carry like it's, he's the only one, but he is at, definitely at the start. He was the main draw. He was the main mainstream recognizable guy. So I think he's going to take a break after this, like a year, year and a half, come well, back think, with a new gimmick. I think Fozzie are going on tour mm. and like, you know, fairly, fairly soon. So I think that might, you know, very much tie into that. Like, you know, him taking a break away from this. Probably after They were meant to out. last year. They were meant to mm. last year. That's why we all thought, oh, he's definitely dropping the title at Double or Nothing. But actually he dropped the title at Revolution to Moxley. But then the pandemic happened. All of that was, you know, put to one side. So I think... I don't think Jericho is retiring. I don't think he would ever announce that he was retiring, though. You know, like that sort of wrestler who will just stop one day, but they leave the door open. I think we're more looking at that kind of scenario. Of course, it does also line up with the release of his book, Jericho 360, which is his... Is that what, what is it's called? Because no, Jericho it's there? Jericho, whatever it is. I've put in an extra number there. That's the... <laughs> That's not even the name of the WWE Network documentary no. titles. I don't know what I'm talking about there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's Jericho. He makes notes of every single match he's ever had, and he's published those as a book. It, it, it was sort of advertised in this main event. Um, so people are like, oh, he could be winding down because of that. Uh, do you think he's going to retire then? This it just feels like we're leading towards a retirement match at all out. So you know, a retirement stipulation at all out against MJF. Like MJF is the end goal, right? That's what the, this whole like mm -hmm. uh, labors of Jericho thing is, right? It's leading to the match at all out against MJF. MJF says like, and your career is on the line. Jericho said in a promo a few weeks back, if I can't beat these labors, then I don't deserve to be here anyway. 
all of that. And like, because it is, it's reflective of Jericho's career with Hoovy coming back and, you know, and yeah. him wrestling Nick Gage, which just feels like something he's always wanted, to, like, that sort of thing he's wanted to do. It feels like a retirement tour. I wonder though, if it's do, if it's being set up this way to make us as fans go into All Out expecting MJF to win and then Jericho wins and doesn't retire. Like it's it's almost being done to set us up and then swerve us right at the end. So what, us as fans are going in expecting this to be Jericho's last stand. In actuality, MJF wins. Oh, sorry, uh, Jericho wins. And he just goes away for a little bit. And we're like, oh man, I got completely worked by that because you made it look like you were going to retire. Which, you know, I'm, to be honest, I'm happy either way. If it's the end of Jericho's run, what an amazing career the man has had and what a, fun, a fantastic final run. Let's be honest, this is a much better send off than Kurt Angle got in WWE. Hmm. Um, but if it's not and Jericho wins, then that's also grand. And I'm, I'm happy to have been worked. So it's, it's really for me, it's, it's thumbs up either way. I I think MJF should win, um, and I don't think Jericho should retire. So I'm not going to be happy either way by the sounds of it. <laughs> I yeah, I I think if if AEW do put Jericho's career on the line, like that is part of the stipulation, then and he loses, AEW so far have not been a company that goes back on their stipulations. You know, Cody is still not challenged for the AEW World Championship. They re they're really protective over that. So that might give something away. I think it'll, like how we got on this show with all the punk teases, they are doing everything but say CM Punk is coming to AEW. So I think if they're smart, AEW will do everything but say Chris Jericho's career is on the line. But MJF will lean very heavily into that in promos. So will Jericho but it will never actually be on the line, which means he come, can come back a year, two years down the line. Uh, well, I'm I'm curious to see where this goes. I mm. am also curious to really uh, to find out what, how you felt about this match, because mm. you and I, we're very different wrestling fans than we were when we first got into this, you know, uh, 20 years ago, whenever it was, you know, when like hardcore wrestling was sort of at its peak. And I have become a wrestling fan that has just been like, yeah, so, uh, you know, back in my back in my day when you used to get like backyard wrestling uh, videos on on VHS, you know, tape trading and things like that, like proper like, you know, uh, back alley sort of things where there was this sort of like uh, what a Jim Cornette would garbage <laughs> wrestling and, you know, sort of like outlaw mudshot or whatever the silly things that he says. And this is what this felt like. This felt like a match that I would have seen years and years and years and years ago on a backyard wrestling video light tubes and things like that only i'm watching it on national television on the main event of aew uh, you know this big multi-billion dollar company which actually was like it's quite staggering really mm. yeah it feels like something that's usually behind a pay-per-view wall uh not not something that you would have adverts around like a lot of people i don't because i watched the fight feed i didn't see this but in a picture in picture ad break the Nick Gage pizza cutter spot across Jericho's forehead apparently lined up perfectly with a Domino's advert playing in the commercial break. Uh, in terms of how I felt about it, I like it's not my favorite anymore. You know, I, I used to lap this stuff up, but yeah, now maybe it's my own mortality. I just, I just don't like the idea of people getting really hurt. I don't understand why people can't work things more. Like I'm, I'm perfectly fine with blood capsules, or I know, I know you are. Just, just doing things like that. 
but I can't, or, or like light tubes that don't have poisonous gas inside. Surely there's a way to make those safer. But yeah, we got light tubes. We got a Jericho top rope Hurricane Rana on gauge through a plane of glass held up by two chairs. We've got the pizza cutter stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's not for me, but I think there is a, a large, large audience of people out there who it, who really do like this. And yeah. because, you know, and, and they are all going to be mostly men under the age of 25, because that's I, I would have lapped this up back then. I, I would almost disagree with you slightly there, because I think that I think, yes, you're right. Sorry that there are like the you know men under 25 that'll be in this. But I also think there will be people of our age and slightly older that will actually feel like nostalgic for this sort of thing mm -hmm. as well. Free and will have that sort of exactly that ECW bloodlust, you know, like, oh, do you know what? I used to go and watch New Jack matches. So that's that's what I want from wrestling is, is that the realism, you know, the sort of people that would probably call you a cuck because you uh, you didn't you wanted working glass or, you know, things like that. Um, you're big snowflake so uh, but i i kind of for me i i really enjoyed this actually and it was like a it felt like a nice throwback for me because i don't watch death matches every single week and you know, i'm not watching gcw all the time so this felt like a nice <coughs> throwback for me. um and i enjoyed it from that thing do i want it on the main events of my tv show every week absolutely not like but like you know as a once in a while spectacle sort of thing like i watched the the cardona match uh, the the Nick Gage had and it was awesome and I absolutely loved it because like the crowd was so into everything that was going on and like the the heat that Cardona got was like legit so like that I, I sort of appreciate it from that level but I you know as, as a one off thing yeah that it was a, a really cool main event an absolute spectacle I agree yeah like keep these not as your main style one of AEW's great strengths is its variety. Yeah. Uh, the, this and the the opening match, two completely different styles of wrestling. Whereas you know the the other company just rely on one kind of wrestling, and it you know it's, it it really limits what the art form truly is. But this whole idea that yeah, just it's just a one off thing. I do push back on because last week was a Texas Death Match that was pretty yeah. full on. There was a fork going in there. There was a barbed wire table spot. The Thunder Rosa Britt Baker match back. I know that was back in February, but it's not. You know, this is that pretty common match. for AEW. Yeah, the coffin but, match. But I would, I would make the argument for because I agree with you. But I would also make the argument of like the Texas Death match, the coffin match, the Lights Out match, uh, even like you know some of the other sort of like hardcore stuff that that AEW have done was that was that's hardcore wrestling. This mm. was death match stuff. Like that's a, that's a different kettle of fish. It was a so death when, match. It was literally a death match last week, wasn't it? Texas death match. Yes, but it's, yeah, but it's a wrestling Texas death match. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you know, like oh, we use we're using steel chairs. Oh, steel chairs, right? Oh, we've set oh. up a bit of a oh yeah, a bit of a table barbed spot. wire, oh, a bed of barbed wire. Oh, I'm hardcore. This was literally I like think no, I'm you were underselling last I, week's I, match. No, no, I'm 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 trying to highlight the differences between the two things. Like, yeah, mm. that is pretty vicious stuff. But this is literally like no, I want to try and murder you, Nick Gage looks like the sort of man that is literally trying to murder someone. Uh, Lance Archer and John Moxley did a wrestle. Nick Gage was trying to murder Chris Jericho, you know, the stabbing with the light tubes and things like that. That was like, I was amazed at what it actually was on TV. I, I thought, man, this is, if this is like a really watered down Nick Gage match, this is going to go down like mm -hmm. a fight in a church. But it wasn't. This was like your, your typical sort of Nick Gage stuff. So that, I think it's a, a completely different thing to the, de the death match 
that we got last week. If you sort of see what I mean, like one is one is pro wrestling, the other one is backyard wrestling. <sighs> yeah, I don't know if I agree. I I I get that they're in the same that they're, they're the same style. Like it's it's hardcore, you know, high flying technical. This is hardcore, and this is the most extreme version of hardcore that we've seen so far on TV. But I wouldn't put last week's match that far below it. I I would. This one had really pane of glass in it. Barbed wire. Yeah, the, yeah, but like a pane of glass is way harder to work and make safe than it is a barbed wire bed because you're landing flat onto it. You're like spreading your weight. It's like lying on a bed of nails. Mm. Yeah, but so so's the glass. It's no, like thumbtacks when it's that broken up. It could go anywhere. I think the risk of glass is that it can it can shatter any which way, or at least the barbed wire is it's going to stay in the same place. So, okay, maybe another way to look at it is that, you know, so, uh, maybe another wrestling company, not saying WWE, you're just saying a, a wrestling company's brackets general, would have paid me that it was sugar glass. You know, so mm. it's a very safe, like a movie studio would do. You put in three sugar glass, it's actually very safe. This was just like, no, no I've just got a pane of, pane of glass from uh, a warehouse down the road, and now I'm just going to go you through yeah. it, like you would do it at, at a backyard wrestling show. That's why I think the two are slightly different. I'm not saying either is better, by the way. I'm not saying that one is, is a more superior version than the other. Mm. I'm saying, I, for me personally, I think there are two slight differences to it. And I thought it was cool that one of the other ones was on a national TV show. Uh, parent producer Rich says the chat is saying that glass is worse. So I would say it's worse. Glass gets a win there. I'm just saying that I, I, this whole idea that AEW this is a one-off or something, or like it's so much more extreme. I just I I feel like AEW is already has quite an extreme element to it. But I think it's pro wrestling extreme. Mm. Whereas this is extreme extreme. Pro wrestling, also pro wrestling extreme. Can we have a vote? Because me and Luke are just, we're not going to agree on this. Rich, can you get a vote going? What should the vote say? Who is right? Just do, I don't know, glass or, I don't know, what's the pro wrestling death match or death match? Who is right? Who is right? Ollie or Luke? Okay, let's see what people say. Um, But Meltzer's big pushback on it was this will lose you sponsors. Well, we'll certainly see, won't we? Because, mm. you know, if, if Domino's... Like, yeah, I, I kind of get what Meltzer's saying, but, like, no sponsors are pulled out from any of the other stuff they've done. Like, and, like, to, to uh, a sponsor, like, does Domino's, like, do they think they see the difference in uh, this week's extreme match versus last week's extreme yeah. match? Like, no one seems to have bothered... No one seems to be... No one seems to have been that arsed with, with uh, anything that uh, AEW... Meltzer keeps saying, like, oh, if they do the swearing, sponsors will pull out. No one has, though, have they? Mm. Yeah, I don't know how sort of prudish and conservative Meltzer's been in those sort of worries there. Because, yeah, I I, th I, th I think this is... It's only building viewers. Like, I, this whole idea that people are going to stop watching because AEW's too violent, they've been plenty violent before this, and the viewership's going up. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are really, really enjoying it. Hell, I'm enjoying it. I like the variety. Um, any more bits on this match? Uh, probably just yeah, to also point I'm... out that the 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 Juventud Guerrera match next week there's an added stipulation because Jericho can only win with a move off the top rope. Yeah, 
Uh, I think the only other thing I wanted to make note of this match is that the light tube stuff really did take me back to like secondary school <laughs> and when me and my friends used to do backyard wrestling and stuff and we stole a load of light tubes from school mm. and to, to smash over each other's heads and stuff did you do it yeah cool because they yeah. don't hurt they don't hurt a great deal right they just go right. everywhere it's, it's just a big spectacle thing and because there's yeah, like, yeah. You know, there's crap inside of them it's just like a big puffer like sort of comes out of it so it's a, it's a bit of a spectacle thing um but it actually it's yeah fairly I'm not. I'm not, no. I'm not going to say it's fairly safe to do because I'm not advocating that people do it. Um, <laughs> I was an idiot when I did it. When I was when I, I was an idiot, sixteen-year-old kid. So don't you go and do it. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We've got seven pages of Omega Chats already. Bloody hell. Uh, we should crack on with these. Uh, of course, subscribe. This is the thing we're pushing now. Please subscribe. We'll give. What will we give you? We'll give you a must. What? Where are we at now? We'll give you a mustache break if we get to a certain uh, number. Do, 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 do. Give me a bit. Of, give me a bit of time. Where's the dashboard? We're actually we're all like fifty two hundred. Uh, fifty thousand two hundred and twenty seven currently. So we want to get to three hundred. 
Come on, folks. Hit subscribe if you're not already. Right. Uh, Hannah Allen says, Hey, gents, that Jericho Gage match, I watched GCW over the weekend, and as someone who hasn't seen a lot of death matches, I've made up my mind, not for me. What are your thoughts on the aftermath of K- Gage versus Cardona, tonight's match and death matches and all? Well, I think we've just covered that quite a bit. Uh, with Gage versus Cardona, I, th- I think it was quite the spectacle. Yeah, and I think that that was like, it's the most coverage i've seen for a death match of that kind of caliber probably not mm-hmm. since like you know gage's dark side i think the dark side of the ring episode certainly helped with all of that but also because of the nuclear heat that cardona got for the win really pushed over more people have been talking about nick gage this week than like i think any other week uh in, in his career probably Nick Corvello. omg i can't believe it that mad lad khan has actually done it he's brought in the juice I marked out so hard for that announcement, and that show is the one I picked to fly down to watch. What an awesome surprise. Now hoping Sheeta gets booked. Charles Berg. I'm a 27-year-old man. Nick Gage scares the crap out of me. Who was the ultra-chatter who predicted the juice? I know there was someone trying to manifest that to reality. We must find them. Also, I'm 100% for the gag of Riker as my dogs. (laughs) Gives me a chuckle. Of course, it's New Punk Rants. I'm sure I'll be hearing from him soon. Zachary T. Robinson, last Omega chat from me today. Do you think any of Jericho's opponents will stick around after the labours of Jericho are done? Not too sure about Nick Gage, but Hoovy would be a great addition to the roster. Hashtag new punk rants was right. Hashtag the juice to AEW confirmed. I think it's just one-off stuff. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I don't. Sean Spears won't be sticking around, will he? No, well, I mean, well, he, look at him, he's never gotten over. We may as well not. Hey, hey. I was only kidding, and you made it mean. But adding that <laughs> too, chances of Paul White being the fourth Labour? I think that would be a disappointment at this point. I think, it, I mean, it'd be it'd be cool. It's just, I think it'd be weird for, yeah, Paul White's, like, AEW. Jericho. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the Jericho stuff would be quite cool. Yeah, I, I could certainly see it. Maybe, like, a tag match mm-hmm. sort of thing. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you've got to find a tag partner, and it yeah, can't be that... any of the... That's in a circle. That's yeah. really nice. Nicholas Lama, Hooventude versus Jericho in 2021. What planet am I on? Also, Ollie, enough punk teases for you to say the thing? Not doing it until he walks out there. You are Bart Simpson and the whole class is staring at you. In all seriousness, what an episode. Great opener, great ending. Jam that jam. Stephen Webb, if Chris Jericho doesn't come out rocking the high ponytail for next week's Dynamite against Juventud Guerrera, then what even is the point? Also, when is that jam that jam shirt uh, that doesn't remind me of Hulk Hogan at all going to be available? <laughs> uh, next week, I think. We'll, but we'll let you know. We'll push that down your throats. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, hopefully Jericho comes out. It's more of these sort of WCW Cruiserweight appearance days. Cable Allen, light tubes and panes of glass are a whole mother level when it comes to death matches. WWE has done barbed wire. No one has done light tubes and glass on TV. Being there live was amazing. Yeah, we've had a few like uh, live reports. We're actually going to have a bit of a live report coming up later in this episode. Mm. Uh, from oh, we might have to push him back have... a bit. <laughs> Yeah, we had Patreon uh, patrons got in touch with us who were there live. We've had quite a few messages from people who were uh, there in attendance who seemed to really enjoy it. 
And we've got a whole section for new punk rants here, so let's do those. New punk rants. It's been two years. I've spent literally hundreds of dollars putting it out there in the universe. I knew when he was mentioned in 2019 that AEW would finally be juicy one day. I was Why a did one I think man move. That episode. Why did I, was I think one... to that episode first? What an absolute moron. I was a one-man movement, and I finally saw success. Juventud Guerrera is all in. I'm so mad um, at myself. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, we should mention that, yeah, they did call back, MJF called back to that promo back in 2019, which was like, what was it? Jericho made fun of M- uh, like MJF's mum and dad having sex to a Juventud Guerrera match. Yeah, and then, you know, don't know it, Google him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did Google him. Peter Mullins, to borrow Luke's tinfoil hat, New Punk Rants is an anagram of Spank Unturn. Brian Kendrick, who was once called Spanky, Spanky last turned face in a 2004 SmackDown Battle Royal, which featured Hooventude Guerrera. It's all there. I'm not sure what is, but it's there. Charles Berg. Sending in a second Ultra Chat to say sorry to New Punk Rants for forgetting your name in my first message. You, sir, are a mage, and your name deserves respect. You quite literally manifested this. Bravo, sir. Uh, one Anonymous243. Hi, guys. Just want to say congrats to New Punk Rants for somehow willing Hoovy's AEW appearance into existence. But seriously, I was genuinely happy for him at the end of Dynamite last night. As for me, I was freaking out over Tanahashi. It won't be on AEW, but still... Isn't it mad that Tanahashi being there is just like a thing? Yeah, it's just Tanner in it. Just Tanner and his lovely hair. I've got a theory Gorgeous on that, hair. by the way. We'll come on to that when we get to the show. James Hanley. I think New Punk Rants has uh, earned the classic Hollywood slow clap. <laughs> Overall, a solid episode of Dynamite. Cody's getting booed more and more, it seems. Page losing was heartbreaking and engaging because I need to see where it goes next. New Punk Rants again. Thank you guys so much. I was hysterical and in tears, even had my Hoovy t-shirt on. Also, for the first Super Chat, it was the review after the show where Jericho mentioned him in 2019. Also, how can I help contribute to this cause more to make the the Super Cut happen? So (laughs) angry. I've wasted so much time doing that. Idiot. Mikey J Sharp. Hi, lads, and inside a new punk rant. Glad to say I've be- managed to become a SWAF Nation member again today after months away. Welcome back. Just a massive thanks for the content you work incredibly hard on. Now, question time. Can AEW break 1 million viewers on Rampage? So this is the Rampage show which uh, Punk is looking to be debuting on, right? Mm. Yeah. Look, I uh, Look, I get that you're trying to make Rampage a thing. I get it. I have got such a feeling that episode is still going to tank and that is going to make them look pretty silly. Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. Being 36, I want Lionheart Jericho versus Lance Storm. Please... Uh, as we now book, as we now book AEW, it seems another top episode, and everyone is talking about new punk rants. Wrestle talk to AEW confirmed. It's a matter of time till Page Cage, Cage and Page, and a Cage on Rampage. Jam that jam. Uh, and finally, for now, and we'll do the rest of the Omega chats at the end. New punk rant says finally. 
Would it be too much to ask to join next week's show to talk about Juventud Carrera? If not, that's fine. But I just figured I would shoot my shot. I appreciate the shout out. That's my moment of 2021. I get it was a long shot, but he's my favourite. We will see what we can do. I think you have put forth a compelling case. <laughs> we'll have our people get in touch with your people. Good Lord. What a ridiculous world wrestling has become. I know. I can't believe it. Genuinely, Juventud Guerrera has shocked me more than just because I always thought Punk might come back. I never thought this would happen. It's annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Should we get into the show itself uh, and talk about all of this? Because we're 35 minutes into this uh, broadcast. Well, the show opened with the huge match. I thought this would have been the main event, but I see why they put the death match last, because how do you top that? And the announcement of Hoovy, uh, it was the 10-man elimination tag between the Super Elite and the Dark Order with Hangman Page. If the babyfaces won, they'd get shots at the AEW World and Tag Team titles. Uh, It was a crazy PWG-style match, so much fun. All the Dark Order get eliminated, leaving only Paige against Omega and the Bucks. And Paige just keeps kicking out. And this is where it becomes this zany, action, fun-filled romp into actually really emotional. Uh, And Paige ultimately lost to a one-winged angel. It's not going to happen. After a belt shot. So, yeah, and like crucially into all of this as well is that part of this finish was something that I think one of our Ultra Chat has actually predicted which is that when Hangman Page went to hit the buckshot, Nick Jackson held onto his foot on the outside just as Hangman had done to Nick Jackson uh, for them losing their tag title shots uh, for, mm. to FTR. And that, so he then couldn't get it. He was delayed in getting in, and that allowed uh, Omega to hit the belt shot and the one-winged angel for the win. It was a crushing loss. I... Before I went to bed last night, I saw like you know a promo. I saw like a promo come up for this on on Twitter and whatnot, and I saw I suddenly sat and I was like, I can't remember the last time I was so excited for a match on TV. Like I'm so I'm genuinely like heart pounding, excited to watch this match. This match delivered in every single capacity. I absolutely adored this match. It was so much fun. I loved it all, and Paige losing, going so close. And losing at the end was beyond heartbreaking. And I don't know what's next. And I love that. And it's made me hate Kenny Omega even more. And that's what's great about this is that it's, I, you know, you and I have been flying the flag that Paige should lose it all out, right? And they should extend this. Paige has to win it all out now. Like he had, like now is the time he has to. Is he going to be it all out? I, but it has to be like what? What other match have you got that is hotter than Omega versus Page for all out? Omega versus Punk. No, Omega oh, no, versus it's Danielson. Punk. No, because I think it's no. It's too soon to be doing that because I think it's Omega. Uh, I think it's. Sorry, I think it's a uh, Punk Allen at all outs based on the the show we got. Uh, so unless they just do that as a dynamite match, I think there is no match hotter than Omega. I think in fact, actually, I would go. I'm going to put this out on Front Street. Omega Page is a hotter match right now than Omega Punk. 
really? Yeah, one hundred percent. For a mainstream, I think it's a hard. You, 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 you genuinely believe a Mega versus Page on on a poster for a pay per view will sell more than a Mega versus CM Punk on a poster? I think no. In terms of like your ticket sales, in terms of pay per view buys, then perhaps not. But as a match that's got like heat around it, that reaction for Page oh, coming yeah. out was like. It, it was incredible. Like someone uh, tweeted me today, like the video clip, and said, "Like this is how you present a top baby face of a company." And like they were absolutely bang on the banana. Mm-hmm. That is a hotter match than Omega versus Punk is right now. I push this forward to you. Let me put this on Front Street. Was that the plan? But then Punk and Danielson have changed plans. There's a there's a school of thought which I think holds a lot of water that. If Punk comes in or Danielson comes in, just put him in the title picture right away. Make that like there's surely that there's you can build people up. You can do the Christian Cage thing, or with think I think Punk and Danielson are big enough to strike while the iron's hot. You want that mainstream attention, but I think the iron is hot with Page. You may not. You've been doing this for two years. Yeah, but you've only got one th- chance. With you're going, you've only got one chance got, for these guys' debuts. Yeah, and you can do. You can other put Page ma- on the back never, burner. You, well, you may as well do it as a triple threat. Then may as well just do it as a triple yeah. threat uh, first time round. Uh, may, like, going in completely cold. I think it's a wrong move. I think it's completely the wrong move to do. I think that staying the course with this is definitely still the, is the way to go. I'm I'm 100 willing. To, I am willing to be wrong on that. I really, really am. I mean, ba- bearing in mind, like a lot of the chat they had on this show made it sound like it's going to be Christian Smegging Cage. So, uh, and for me, that is the worst of the three options. So, I would much rather go with Punk than that. But yeah, I I I think it's still going to be a mega page at all out. It's almost like if it is Cage versus Omega on a pay per view, I disagree with that too. I think you. Hopefully you build for that for TV. Um, then it'll be a case of like a Royal Rumble title match. Well, the thing that matters most on that card is the Punk match. Yeah, because there was a line on this uh, when I was re-watching the entrance uh, for... Because bear in mind, the... Oh, man, the, the entrance for Hangman Page was so, so cool with the Dark Order and the music yeah. came out with the purple. His Titan Tron was purple as well. It was so beautiful. They said the line that if they do lose, if the babyface lose this, not only are they not getting their shot, they're also falling out of the top five ranking. So now Page mm-hmm. has got to rework his way back up that ranking. People asked, how do you delay this until September? Maybe that's how you do it. Or I, I don't know. I don't think it's happening all out now. I'm not saying like I, I would want it to, but I just don't see how it can happen. I think they're uh, delaying it. Uh, we just should also talk know, about. Uh, oh, uh, oh, yeah, I won, won the first poll. Sixty-two uh, percent of the votes to thirty-seven. We now have another poll up live of like which match would you rather see, Omega Page or Omega Punk? Omega Page is winning in a landslide. Yeah, but th- th- I would rather see that match. But we're not talking about us. I'm saying, what's a better business move to get the most mainstream interest? All right, Vince. How dare you? <laughs> uh, we should also talk about the Super Elite's entrance, where they all came out dressed as the Toon Squad from Looney Tunes Space Jam. It was fantastically heelish. I don't know how they can be so goofy, yet still be so emotionally devastating. 
with the page mm-hmm. stuff. It's it's because they're so goofy. Mm. It's because they come out acting like these big douchebags. You're like, man, I can't wait to see this cool cowboy <laughs> punch them in the face. And then the douchebags keep bloody winning. I'm like, oh man, I want to see the cowboy kick them even more now. Yeah, I want to see CM Punk kick them. That's what I want. <laughs> Look, if I can't have Cody challenging for the title like it should be, let's push a part-timer in there. Uh, Stu Grayson was also amazing. John Silver was booked perfectly. He did his sort of Cesaro-style run hot tag around the ring. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, they all failed. Losers. Mm. God damn it, Paige. Uh, after that, we had Pac being annoyed that the Lucha Bros are stuck at an airport. Andrade and Chavo sort of went, yuck, 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 yuck. It was probably us. Well, no, they, what they said was, we cancelled the car because they deserve better rides. So we've booked them a limo. And then Chavo mm. explained to Pac what a limo is. However, what I would say is they clearly did a bad job because the Lucha Brothers didn't arrive. So <laughs> terrible limo yeah. service they booked for them. That's just that I like, I really like the opening match. Love Love the, the the final match. I love both, to be honest. Uh, the everything in the middle was actually a bit middling, uh, so mm-hmm. that it kind of started with that. Then we got the Ricky Starks celebration, where Ricky Starks came down, cut a pretty pretty harsh promo on Brian Cage, saying he's got no charisma. Uh, brass band came down, and then Brian Cage came down, beat up a musician, and Ricky Starks just left. Like they were in the ring at the same time. Cage could have gone for him. But Starks just kind of him. he threw flowers at him. Yeah, well, I just I I thought it was a bit of a limp ending. Oh yeah, totally. Mm. Thoughts? Z- zero. Yeah. Uh, the 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 team Taz Vortex continues. They're now stuck in their own. The uh, the black <laughs> hole has collapsed upon itself. <laughs> uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi then in like a pre-filmed interview clip said i will challenge the winner of tonight's u.s title match the new japan match for a match in japan which is just yes crazy yes that's happening in a couple of weeks tanahashi versus archer and we later got a promo from moxley saying that he was going to be you know hey look i i, I you know i've got some fact you've been ducking me tanahashi so i'm coming after you so i think we are going to see moxley not perhaps interfere in that match but certainly attack tanahashi after it which is leading to my big prediction Tanahashi versus Moxley at all out. So Meltzer did say on the Observer that Moxley has pitched a big idea to get a big New Japan talent on the pay per view. So, oh really? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's what I think it is because I think that the match that uh, Tanner and um, Archer are having is in America. I think they're doing it on one of the American shows. Mm. So you know, if Tanner's going to be here. I think it makes sense to to do that at all out. Unfortunately, next, we got a match that was one of my most anticipated matches to see, Santana and Ortiz versus FTR. The crowd was pretty dead anyway, uh, I guess because they were worn out from the opener, but there was a bunch of like sort of interim skits between them. And it was, yeah, it, it was good, but the crowd weren't really into it. And then this freak accident happened where Cash Wheeler was knocked off the top turnbuckle, just so seemingly like dinked his arm on the top rope, you know, that people do all the time. But what apparently happened was his his forearm flesh got caught in something and it just ripped it open. And you can see him look at his arm and then blood just starts 
pouring everywhere on his forearm. And he just hops down, calmly walks over to the medics, and is like, help me. Uh, and then they must have called an, order, called an audible because Dax just hit a brain buster on Ortiz and got the win. I'm gutted for them. I'm yeah, really, really yeah. gutted for them because clearly, like, and, and it sucks well because Dax and Cash haven't been on TV a lot recently because Dax has been dealing with like a shattered arm. He's, he hasn't, like, you know, he's been dealing with a big old injury. So that's why they've not been on TV for a while. And Santana and Ortiz, uh, sort of by proxy because they're feuding, also haven't been on TV, you know, mm -hmm. in, in ring for a while. So they, like, these two teams were, you know, they really wanted this match. They made it feel like such a big deal. This is the first time these two teams have ever been in the ring together. And the crowd didn't care a jot. It just did not care whatsoever. And I felt really sad for them. And then, and like, this is this is FTR country. And they didn't mm. care about him. And it felt really, I felt bad for all four men involved. And then the, the accident happened at the end. And yeah, it, it was a real shame. Real, real shame. I kind of wish it was on paper. Yeah, I think ultimately the build hasn't been good enough. No, I agree. Uh, Britt Baker had an interview thing backstage. She said that she'd broken her wrist in the Nyla Rose match the previous week. She just gets so many injuries. Hard work. And worried. <laughs> but like, will she be able to compete in a title match soon? How long? Well, the, yeah. A broken wrist seems pretty big. No, I, th I think she'll be. I think she'll be reached. She'll have her match at All Out, but I don't, she's not really going to do much in a month, between yeah. now and All Out. Like uh, the, the All Out's mm. a little while, a while off, and I think they'll probably do Baker Rosa three <laughs> at uh, at All Out. You'd hope so. Then we got the the moment where Tony Schiavone announced that that so you've got Rampage launches on the fourteenth of August. And then the 20th of August, the following Friday, so the day before SummerSlam, was meant to be a pre-taped show. It was meant to be recorded after Dynamite. What they've decided to do is book a very large arena in Chicago and put that show on live instead. It can hold like 23,000 people. And they're calling it The First Dance which is kind of a play on the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan stuff, which CM Punk has been sort of teasing. And then it cuts to Darby Allen backstage with Sting, who says AEW is the place to prove where you're a wrestler, even if you think you're the best in the world. And then it cut back to the crowd and the camera lingers on so many different fans going, CM Punk, CM Punk. And then it then Tony Schiavone just goes, wow, the fans even in North Carolina are excited about Chicago. Weird. <laughs> Can you imagine if Punk pulls out now? <laughs> like if this, if it, if Change it the is... Culture. If it is as done of a deal as it possibly can be, that they are booking this huge 20,000 plus seater arena, right? Putting it on smegging <laughs> rampage of all places, a show that I would wager no one is frigging watching when it comes on. Like, apart from like the hardcore AEW fans, it ain't catching on to anyone else. And then Punk pulls out of the deal. Like, oh, it must he's, be he's contractual got a now. He, he has to debut on that show, right? Like, at mm. this point now, if he no no dude if he if if punk does not debut 
on that show of, of Rampage, given everything that they did on this show with the promo and all that sort of stuff there, and they know he's not going to debut on that show, that is going to kill the Chicago crowd. That is going to kill the Chicago market for AEW forever. And that yeah. is not... This is a, this They've is already a sold the tickets. This is for, a melter. Two, two weeks this, is, this is a melter. This isn't Sean Ross Sapp. This isn't Wrestle Talk. This isn't going in raw. This isn't fans hyping up that this is going to happen. This is the company telling you this is going to happen. Well, I think he doesn't debut on that show. I think he debuts at the end of the preceding Wednesday's Dynamite. Just a ch-ch, and he walks out. And then yeah. maybe he has his first promo on Rampage because then it's like a full homecoming thing. You can announce it in advance. 23,000 tickets. Like, that's that's more than a normal WWE B-level pay-per-view. Yeah, that's, that's huge. That'll be one of the biggest... That will be the biggest crowd in AEW history by 5,000. It will be, yeah, because they've done 15,000 for the New York show. And like that's the biggest show mm -hmm. uh, not put on by WWE since the collapse of WCW. The previous, you know, to that was like, you know, all in and that. So this is, yeah, this would now be the new biggest show, biggest non-WWE show. And like to sell out 20,000 tickets, that would be an insane achievement for yeah. a T-shirt. And, and I think you have to announce him for that. And you do that on the Wednesday for before that Friday show. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's exciting. Looks like he's facing Darby Allen, you'd suppose. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I've got my prediction for the all-out card, uh, and I've got um, uh, Punk versus Allen as one. Omega. Of mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, the poll. Plenty of time to build. Way, and you lost massively again. Omega versus Page. Seventy-five percent of the votes to Omega versus Punk. It was worded wrong. The question wasn't what's more appealing. I agree, Omega Page is more appealing, but what will get the most, what will be most beneficial to the company for growth? Well, let's put up that poll and see what people say to that one. <laughs> it's, they, the, the chat are being weird today. They're not agreeing with me. <laughs> Hikuleo, I learned how to say it, took on Lance Archer next for the United States title with Haku coming out. King Haku, oh, mate. Which was I mean, awesome. <laughs> I know, like New Punk Rants was marking out for um uh, for Hoovy. You were marking out for Tanaki. <laughs> this was my mark out moment of the show mm -hmm. for me. I was like Meng. I went and I found all of my favorite quotes about Meng to put into <laughs> my uh, my notes and everything, so I could read them out on this show. Bloody love Meng, me. Do you want? Do you want to read out a quote? Oh yes. I mean, Heenan uh, was talking about uh, you know fights that uh, that Harker would have had. Um, he took his two right fingers. He took his two fingers on his right hand, his index finger and his trigger finger. He reached into a guy's mouth and broke off the guy's bottom teeth. Um, Rick Steiner, when uh, Haku was once arrested, they shot him with mace, and he closed his eyes and sucked it in. He just opened his mouth, took a deep <laughs> breath. I mean, some of the stuff he did was like, what the hell. Scotty and I always thought we were the tough guys. That was before we met Meng. Eric Bischoff, we never fired Meng in WCW because no one had the balls to do it. And <laughs> my personal favorite from Jake Roberts, if I had a gun and was sitting inside a tank with one shell left and Meng is 300 yards away, he's mine, right? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is jump out of the tank and shoot myself because I don't want to <laughs> wound that son of a bitch and have him pissed <laughs> off at me. Wow. 
Yeah, he, he did get involved uh, in the match. He sort of did the choke thing on Lance in the commercial break, but ultimately Lance hit the blackout on Hikuleo, which is, you know, hella tall. Very oh, yeah. tall. Uh, to retain. Yeah, pretty pretty standard match uh, over stuff. pretty quickly. Lance will face Tanahashi. Exciting. Uh, Cody Rhodes is in the producer position backstage and Alex Marvez is about to interview him. But wait, it's a boot. <laughs> uh, Malachi I Black. He, I don't know how he didn't see this coming. Yeah. He was right in front of him. Marvez isn't that big. Like He definitely yeah. would have seen Malachi Black coming towards him. And the TV monitors were very low down. he was so impassioned about his promo that he was just like everything else like the whole world faded away from him before he got booted back into reality he just sees US flags waving (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Malachi Black boots him in the face Tony Khan's like oh no love Tony Khan's acting and they brawl out onto the stage uh, people try and separate them, including Fuego del Sol, who just gets a black mass of death. Sold it fantastically. Um, but yeah, that's the build to next week's match. Cody Rose was booed in this uh, building mm. tonight, despite him wearing that white suit and Malico Black wearing the black suit. You've got to think Cody loses, goes and does the go big show, comes back, I'm hoping, a heel. And then you can Ooh. tie it into the idea that people who face Malachi Black come out changed. I think we are getting Cody Rhodes losing here. He goes away, does the go home big show, and then he comes back for the rematch at All Out, which he then wins as the white mm. baby face. We don't need a vote on that one because we both <laughs> know that's the correct choice. Come on, America. <laughs> <laughs> Mero got another promo backstage. He had this fantastic line. There are two things that motivate me in this world, a vengeful God and a double-jointed wife. He is great, isn't he? Like, he's got a match against Lee Johnson next week. Couldn't care less about the Lee Johnson match. I just want to see Miro wrestle and kill the poor lad. Exactly. It's been a while. Yeah. It's It's been been a join his wife and his vengeful God. Uh, Hardy Family Office took on Jurassic Express plus Christian Cage. I am very disappointed that Christian didn't come out with Jurassic Express with Marco on his shoulders. Uh, He got his own entrance. It was a pretty quick trios match. They called it a trios match as opposed to a six-man tag. Do they do that often? I don't know. I haven't haven't paid that much attention. Mm. It seems like the sort of thing they would have done. Uh, But it it was a perfectly fine little match they were really <clears throat> implying the fact that christian cage is unbeaten here and they even said like man he should be in line for a shot against omega soon you'd think wouldn't you so like they are going down that direction uh i was yeah also very disappointed the cage didn't come out with jurassic express particularly considering how over jurassic express's entrance is and mm-hmm. then it felt like a bit of a come down then for christian cage to come out which i think was the opposite reaction to what they were after yeah, what are people going to pop more? This excellent pop tune from the 80s or Christian's, like, generic music from TNA 10 years Incredibly ago. generic music. Look who's joined us in the chat. It's Sean Rossap. He is He's teasing, Ash. breaking some news, and then uh, he said... Been... Yep. Oh, no, I've lost it now. Just kidding. All you people don't deserve news broken in the chat. Sean, just so you know, everyone's blaming you for uh, if CM Punk doesn't debut at Rampage, it's your fault, mate. It's all your fault, Sean. 
did Sean really just leave a You People promo <laughs> on our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luchasaurus hit a triple German. Triple German suplex. Which doesn't Fun make man. any sense, but it was cool. Uh, Christian won with a frog splash, and then Blade attacked him with the brass knuckles. Then we got a Nick Gage video package. Then finally we got... Well, of course, finally we got the main event, but we also got a Julia Hart promo... Sorry, a Julia Hart match with Thunder Rosa. This was just for Rosa to win. The crowd weren't really into it. Women's division yeah. continues to be underserved severely. Massively so, yeah. But Thunder Rosa, you know, she's now officially with AEW. This is her first official match as a contracted <coughs> wrestler. That was cool. Just picking up the win over Julia Hart. Like, that it's just... Didn't really mean a whole uh whole much to anything really, but I really do like Thunder Rose. And she was very over with this crowd as well. It's just they didn't really pop for much of the match. Mm. Before we do our ratings, shall we bring in WrestleTalk.com's Nate, who was at the show in North Carolina? North Carolina. Hey guys, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun last night. We had a blast. Tell us uh, here's my, here's the biggest reaction. Question. Hold on, hold on. Here's my first question, Nate. Why didn't you all care about the FTR Santana on Tees match? Why were you so quiet for it? You would think we would, especially since they're from North Carolina, but uh, and grew up, you know, started their wrestling around there. I don't know, man. I think it's partly because they aren't that typical AEW style of wrestling. And I just don't know if the fans have really bought into them yet in AEW because they're not that. You know, they're that slower ground-based kind of thing. And if I'm, I'm just not seeing the, the crowd there take to them. I thought it might have been that people were just, like, overwhelmed by the, like, the first, the opening 10-man tag, that, like, mm. nothing was really going to do well with the crowd until the, the Nick Gage match. It, it might have been. I mean, but there were some loud pops all night long, so it was a lot of fun in there. Who got the loudest pop? I would have to say... Honestly, it was probably Hangman Page at the opening. Uh, that and Judas, then during the entrances. Yes, yes. Yeah. But the, that Judas, I mean, every single person, it seemed like, was standing up singing Judas. But it's hard to count that as a pop, you know, because people are just wanting to participate. But it's yeah. karaoke. Yeah, but that Hangman Page pop, when the when, and I don't know if you could see it on television or not, but like when we were in the crowd, Dark Order comes out while the video is playing. And so they're mm -hmm. in the dark, and you can see Hangman Page's little glitter standing there at the entrance and the crowd is just going crazy waiting for the lights to come on and when those spotlights hit one at a time i mean the place was going nuts and i don't know if you guys know this or not but hangman page also really got his start in north carolina as well wrestling hmm. for the independence around strangely enough he wrestled for a local promotion i check out a lot uh pwx he was in a uh, a faction with jackson Riker uh in that <laughs> In that organization. Where is he? Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. is he? There he is. The baby face of the century. Move aside, Paige. If I can't have Punk, surely the chat will let me have Jackson <laughs> Riker versus Kenny Omega all out. Yeah, yeah. They were on the same team in war games here in Charlotte a while back for that company. So it's really interesting. We had a, a message from someone on Patreon as well who was also there. Uh, so I was wondering if you agree with this, Nate. Uh, they said like the biggest pops were four. In no particular order, uh, Fuego Del Sol, Orange Cassidy, Miro, Hangman Page, Darby, Sting, Britt Baker, and Aubrey Edwards. I'd have to say yes with that for sure. Yep, yep. 
uh, I, the, just watching around in the crowd too. One of the things was inter- interesting, especially about the Cody thing. I'm starting to feel like mm-hmm. maybe maybe Cody is starting to get a little bit of the John Cena effect because a lot of the kids, even my kid, my, I took my ten year old to the show. A lot of the kids that were around that ten or twelve and under range were wearing Cody shirts. But when Cody oh, comes, interesting. But when That's Cody, so interesting. But when Cody came out, all the grown men started booing, right? And so, and an AEW crowd has a lot more grown men than the little kids, but you know, so it's definitely a louder boo. So it's interesting. That's that wickedly interesting. That's really fascinating. I hadn't even considered that it could be just that that a generation thing. That's really cool. Davis. How did how did your uh son react to the 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 carnage of the main event? So uh my son is 10 and he loved it. Uh, when, he, <laughs> yes. when he plays um when he plays uh WWE 2K, we only play yeah. extreme rules. He was the yeah. only thing he was upset. Why wouldn't you? No kendo sticks. That's his favorite weapon. So he was upset they didn't use those, but uh, he loved the light bulbs. Oh, you need to have a chat. Kendo sticks is nobody's favorite weapon. I know, I know, I know. But uh, we're working on him. He he did legit cry when Hangman Page lost, though, in the opener. Oh, oh no! Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, he's not alone. I was right. crushed when Page lost. Yeah, so he was just just so disappointed. But this was his first show ever, so he was you know super excited Hell of a show yeah yeah geez where are you gonna don't take him to pwx next like it'll be I know, such a goal I know. I know but his fa- yeah. his favorites are orange cassidy cody uh and hangman page so based on the the reaction uh last night with the 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 rampage announcements uh, mm. are you feeling that it's a cm punk debut on that show like the crowd there seem to appear to think that's the case right i mean it seems like that's what everybody wants to believe i mean it's hard for me to think that they're going to debut them on friday night at 10 o'clock right but it seems like they're definitely trying to get people to think that way mm-hmm. and so you know i think if they if they don't it's going to be disappointing i but think yeah. so. and it, and it is sean's fault yeah you don't think punk debuts on the dynamite and then has a match with darby on rampage I mean, I and guess then that's, goes on to face Omega all out. I think that's possible. That's definitely possible. I don't know, How but I within the building last night. So the capacity uh, normally is around ten thousand, and I didn't see any empty. I mean, there was one or two little seats uh, empty here or there, but even the side behind the hard cam was full to the roof. You know, I went when they came to Charlotte, I guess in twenty nineteen, um, and you know there were pictures that surfaced after that of the hard cam side being completely empty. And then even some of the corner sections on the hard, you know, across from the hard cam, uh, having some openings. But last night there was nothing. It was it was announced as a sellout, so mm-hmm. you know around nine or ten thousand for sure. And it, it was great to see. It was you know, I can't you know if you've never been to an AEW show compared to like a WWE show or anything like that, it's such a different experience. Like everybody is there to have well, a good enjoyable. time. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for one, I, you know, it's like. Uh, it was really interesting because it's like, you know, you go somewhere and, um, you, you know, somebody who's really good at, at fixing a meal or something and and you go and you eat and you enjoy the food and they're happy because you enjoyed the food and everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. Right. 
versus, you know, when mom cooks you something that nobody wanted to eat and it's like, you have to eat it. <laughs> right. And so sometimes when you go to those other shows, you're getting that old crusty meatloaf that nobody wanted to eat, but AEW, everybody is happy with the meal, both the, the people who cooked it and the ones that are there. So it was really fun. You know, everybody's having a, a really good time. I will tell you though, uh, to your CM Punk question, uh, you know, the last time I was there, I didn't see a lot of CM Punk shirts but there was a noticeable amount of cm punk shirts and best in the world signs floating throughout the arena sean you little devil sean is that you know he's got a lot to answer for here <sighs> yep 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 so have you, have you had breakfast yet by the way mate i was just oh, yeah. trying to find find the source of your analogy which was very well done but it was very like i'm i'm hungry oh <laughs> well i mean if you could look at me i'm like always hungry uh but uh <laughs> You know, so I fit right in in most wrestling crowds when it mm. comes to that kind of. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, thank you so much for coming on, Nate, and sharing your experience with us. Um, well, before you go, can you give us a North Carolina? North Carolina. <laughs> Although I have to tell you, uh, you know, Michael Jordan went to like my rival school from where I graduated from, so I have a hard time cheering for that. <laughs> so anyway. But I do appreciate you guys having on having me on. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, feel free to to have me go to any other United States shows. I'm happy <laughs> to uh, go on your behalf. I will tell you though, I did get to meet Eddie Kingston before the show, and I got to talk to. Oh the no way! Yeah, so I got to talk to him and uh, Wardlow and and um, the Varsity Blondes. I actually know Griff Garrison uh, through some uh, folks, but I, uh, he told me uh, Eddie Kingston was like. Tell Ollie I said hello. Uh, so that what, when I was, what? The, what what yeah. the hell? What? Yeah. yeah. No. Yep. Yeah. He was like, "Oh yeah." I'll, in a, oh, in yeah. a threatening way. <laughs> no, no, no. He, uh, he. I was like, you know, I write for Wrestle Talk, whatever. And I was like, you know, and he was like, I think I know. And I know I said Ollie. He was like, Oh, Ollie, I love that guy. Tell him I said hello. And uh, he's like, you know, you know, he did mention like if you want to do an interview or something, you know. Make sure you reach out because he loves Ollie. Oh, Ollie Davis oh, has got a I new best like friend. It. I don't like it. It's too much. <laughs> Thank you, mate. That's made my week. <laughs> Thanks, mate. All right. See Thank later, you, guys. Bye. See you later. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, mate. You and Eddie Kingston, best friends. I just always get scared that it's just a wrestler saying that so they can get close to me to hurt me because I've said, I've said I didn't like something they did. Or it's like, you remember when uh, we did a wrestling media con and Jarrett wanted to be like best friends with you because oh, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> didn't like that either. <laughs> you were the guy with the money. It's just like, Hey, mm. where's that all the Davis? At? I want to go see all the Davis. <laughs> okay. We've got loads of Omega Chats from all you very kind folk. It's going to be another bumper edition. Is there any other kind of AEW show these days? Uh, Kevin May says, thoughts about Jericho's labors? They seem to be... Oh, wait, we didn't give our... I gave it four out of five. Do you know what, for me, like <clears throat> I am going to say four out of five, if only for the, the opening and main event, but I really did think the middle portion of this show weren't that great. Um, and mm. yeah, and I, I think that it was almost when they announced the card, like at the top of the show, and they were going through like what matches are coming up, I was like, this card is too stacked. 
Like, this is two stacks yeah. for a two-hour show. And I think that was almost to its detriment. However, you and I are very much out of step. 59% said it was a five out of five All Elite show. 27% saying it was AEW awesome, uh, four out of five. Um, the usual sort of 6% in the one and two out of five category. We did actually get an email from, uh, let's get the name of this, Josh, who said that um, in defense of the people who give the show one and two out of five ratings, it's not just because they hate AEW, they, they really want to like it, but the show just isn't for them and it just doesn't work for them on many, many levels. Well then, stop watching it. I mean, he gave me a I nine get point. It. He gave me a nine point plan as to as to why he doesn't like the yeah. show. Yeah, get get the 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 poll up. I was going to bring this up on Raw's Raw's uh, poll because exactly what I said last week. It tapers out. Like on Raw, it tapered out. You've got like the the favorite, and then either side it tapers out and levels off accordingly. But here you see it again. It's very weighted high, and then it tapers off. But then it's that one out of five amount that one portion of our viewers or subscribers, because maybe they're not watching this show, this this poll is available to anyone to go on on the community tab. They're, they're voting it as the worst possible option. I just, it, I can't explain it any other way than it's coming from a place of just a rational dislike. Do you like my new one out of five? Um, yeah, Malachi Wax, good. Thanks, mate. That's the only positive coming out of this, this tribalism. (laughs) Okay, subscribe. Kevin May says, thoughts about Jericho's labors. They seem to be using different styles of wrestling, so maybe New Japan wrestler next. As for the last one, an emotional challenge that he has to beat Sammy. Oh, yeah. So, so happy for new punk rants. He was genuinely my first thought. Yeah, I I would really like Sammy to be the final one. Excuse me, would be really fun. I, I think a tag match, like now that we said the Jerry Show thing, I think mm. there maybe that that could be a really fun angle to do. But yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of like differences and different eras of Jericho, um, which we were sort of talking about last week as well. Get out the jacket, Amro says. Did you see that Jericho's leg clipped the pane of glass before Cage hit it? Almost went wrong there. Also, I just wanted to say that Monday's episode of the Wrestle Talk News was an absolute classic. Had to watch it back yesterday. Ollie is the best in the world at this. Oh, thank you very much, Amro. I don't yeah. know if I did anything different to normal. Did you, but did you start your you. CM Punk watch on that? That was on Tuesday, I think. What was the Monday episode? It was the CM Punk Serious Issues one. Hmm. I guess it had I mean, the Magic Spoon. The Magic Spoon sponsorship. There it is. Yeah. They don't sponsor this show. Stop naming them. I love it. They they, uh, they stabbed me in the back and went with you instead. <laughs> Alexa Demorkai, why did Ollie have to bring in Lance Storm into the equation with Jericho retiring? MJF comes out, announces the fourth opponent, stating, "Okay, time to get serious." And Storm walks out. Yeah, I think that was actually your suggestion last week, Luke. Thank you. Yeah, I, I would love. To, I, I think if this is a Jericho retirement tour, like you know, his very first match was against Lance. Uh, having his, you know, potentially one of his last matches against him as well, I think is is quite lovely. 
We have seven pages of chats to get through, so I'm going to speed up a bit. Zachary T. Robinson. Hey, guys, where do you think Hangman goes from here? He's still ranked number one in singles competition, but with the stipulation from last night's match saying he now can't challenge for the belt, it feels like it undermines the ranking system somewhat. So he is now out. He can't. It's not that he can't challenge for the belt. It was if he won this, he got his title shots. So mm. he can he can still challenge for the belt, uh, and he's now outside of the uh, the rankings. That was the other part of this. So he's fallen out of the top five. I just can't see how you get him back up there in time for all now. Uh, Rennie thirty six. I think cowboys are my favorite wrestling gimmick. My favorite wrestler is the Undertaker, a dead cowboy. Then HBK, a sexy cowboy. And after my first episode back to AEW after a few months, Hangman. A cowboy cowboy is becoming my favorite current wrestler. A sexy cowboy, too, if you ask me. A dead Maybe. sexy cowboy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Keith Lloyd. Cowboy. Keith Lloyd. The first 10 minutes of this show gave me goosebumps. Love the story of it took Omega the tag and the tag champs and cheating to take Paige down. Hangman knows he has Omega's number now, but how does he get that opportunity again? I'm all in on this. Exnelio. Hi again, gents. Watching that opening video package brought me to tears as someone who's been struggling to find an apartment. Felt nice to have such a heartwarming moment, even if they broke it 30 minutes later. Uh, Eduardo Serenz. The story between Paige and the Elite. The entrance from Paige and the Dark Order with Hangman actually hinting that he's with the Dark Order wearing the purple neckerchiefs. The last people in the match, Paige versus the Young Bucks and Kenny, the history in there. Yeah, all four men part of that tag match. That's what they kept saying. It's like, this is the four men in the revolution tag match. Oh, man, what a, what a match. Eduardo Serenz again. We all thought that this was predictable for All Out, Page versus Omega, but now we don't know how Page will be challenging Kenny, and I love it. Also, we were so bummed when Page lost that I felt sorry for Starks and PMP versus FTR afterwards. Oh, so Eduardo was there in person, it looked like as part of the crowd that didn't get into the match. Colostopia, that cowboy intro looked like a Marlboro commercial. Paige asking help from the devil, a.k.a. Bullet Club, Jay White and Gorillas of Destiny. After all the enemy of my enemy is my friend, we can also have Bucks versus G.O.D. P.S. Career versus career match for Lance versus Jericho for Labour number five. I mean, so Storm well, would have to retire. Well, Storm's already retired. He retired retire again. <laughs> retire a um, third time. And I don't think Paige needs to go to the Bullet Club. He's already got his group. Um, he's got a, he's got his new group of friends. And he should be a lone cowboy at the end of it. Not a real doctor in training. Hangman uh, Dark Order entrance was perfect. And I love AEW, but all downhill from there. Terribly paced match. Too much goofy rubbish. And had Dark Order lose to a team not even focusing or taking it seriously. Tag titles haven't felt important since the Bucks won them. CM Punk. I mean... The tag titles have gone on the back burner for a company uh, yeah, they, with they, so many tag to great tag teams. They haven't really had a tag <clears throat> title feud uh, since they won the belts. Like they had, you know, the Moxley Kingston thing, but I never felt like it was a, a tag mm. title feud, if you see what I mean. Buzz, love the podcast, helps me get through work every day. I have a bit of an odd take, but I'd love Paige to win the title from someone other than Kenny, then have Kenny challenge for Paige's title where he kicks out of the one winged angel. I just don't see how that works. <gasps> Did Sean just break some news? Is this is it the official Fightful account? Um, I mean, I don't think there are verified accounts anyway, so I think that would be hard to, to quantify. Um, 
But I mean, it sounds like it sounds like the sort of thing Lance Storm would have said that he wanted to do another match with Jericho. Look at Sean, uh, Dead Punk te- teasing all these comebacks. Who next, Sean? <laughs> oh, he just messaged me. Sean Michaels making debut in AEW on Rampage the fourteenth. That's from oh. Sean. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, just trying to, say. trying to make, make it as if he's breaking more fake news. <laughs> Dead Punk 1905. He's, he's, he's amazing. The entrances at the start were awesome. Sad Page lost. Him apologizing to Silver for not being there to help him hurt my heart. Looking forward to more. Didn't know I needed Derby versus CM Punk until this morning. AEW has been on a roll lately. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, so they, so they took Paige out of the match um, with the power bomb on the ring apron. So then, as the the Bucks and Kenny could target John Silver and they did the mm-hmm. indie taker on the floor with Nick Jackson spectacularly missing the dunk. Which was we didn't even talk lit. about that. Uh, Amir Rule Sharfi says Hangman's order entrance made me cry and wet my pants at the same time. Wow, my lady partner was getting a drink and she asked me why I was going mad and I just pointed furiously at the screen. <laughs> <clears throat> she said, looks like a bunch of gay cowboys. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I want to be part of that group. They look like a lovely bunch of lads and a good group yes. of friends. Sarah Sullivan. <coughs> Love to see Hangman versus Omega at All In with Adam kicking out of the one-winged angel a few seconds before the match when it's full 60 minutes. Kenny could sell that shock perfectly and still leaves a match down the line. Kenny knowing that Hangman could win. But I trust AEW. Uh, RP Degnan says, I can't believe we were all so busy asking, should Hangman beat Omega on the first go? None of us even considered them losing the 10-man tag. We have been so conditioned that you pin the champ on a tag match and you get the title match. But I was genuinely in shock. It's a good point. We didn't get a, we didn't get Paige pinning Omega, which we no, would we have didn't. had to if we did it our way. Yeah. Uh, Talese P. I love that I wasn't super elite versus Hangman Page and the Dark Order, but elite squad versus Dark Order. That's nice. Anthony Rios. I didn't like the five on five match. Why is Rick Knox always the ref for Bucks matches? And why can he never do his job properly? And actually, I don't know, referee. They shouldn't have booked the match if Hangman was going to lose because where do they go from here? But that's the key to it, is mm. where do you go from here? Him losing makes the story like just all the more captivating. Because we all thought they were going one way, and they've actually gone a different way at storytelling. Yeah. Uh, well, also, the, the, the Rick Knox stuff, he's there because he's like the tag team specialist referee. But I, unfortunately, I can't defend that he, he does not enforce the rules. No, but, but it that's was, just... It was, it was PWG fun yeah. tag stuff like i, I think you <coughs> kind of hit the nail on the head in your review where you said that it's used it's the less critical part of your brain it's just like this is just, this is fun i'm enjoy- i'm having fun watching this yeah but i i can't really argue back to people who say oh it takes me out the match because that's a very yeah. valid viewpoint i think wilson simons they have to do the akada versus omega storyline with hangman page will lose the first match clean second match at some other pay-per-view time limit draw third match two out of three falls hangman finally wins with an eight star classic don't think you want to retread it yeah you don't want to mirror it too much Peter Mullins, I think they will make it Christian versus Omega. They mentioned on commentary that the loss would knock Page off the ranking. Then during his walkout, they pointed out the number three ranking of Christian and said, still undefeated. 
Luke, I'm sorry. I love you. Yeah, that's what we were saying in the show that I think they are going to do a Christian Omega match. Whether they do it, I, I don't. I don't think it's an all-out match, but they could certainly do it before all out. Mm-hmm. RG says you're talking about Omega versus Page and Page Omega versus Punk, but I think it's likely that it's going to be Omega versus Christian all out. There was that initial tease a few months ago between them. That way, we can have Page Omega at a later date. It's, it's so hot, but it's so, it's so hot now. Like that's the key to this. Like everyone is into this at this moment here. Mm-hmm. If you delay it for three months, four months, it may not <clears> ever be as hot as it is right now. It may get hotter, but you don't know that. I think we can all agree that Omega versus Christian it, right now is not something many of us want for a pay per view no, main event. He's a low mid card guy at the moment mm-hmm. with like the Hardy stuff. RP Degnan, Ollie wins and loses. Uh, Ollie, wins and losses matter in AEW. Do you really want Punk to walk straight into a title match and undo all the work they've done the past two years to make that true by giving a shot to someone who hasn't wrestled in a decade? Maybe if he was a heel, I guess. Yes, because that's exactly what The Rock did to him. Yeah, uh, that's all that is nice. That's Hoovy Juicy. Blight Patterson says, so Ollie is saying that instead of focusing on a homemade talent and young star, AEW should have not even a part-timer, but a retired star come back and go right into a match with the champ. Mr. Davis still lives in UIC. Vince would be proud. It's not a bad idea. WWE have just done this thing so often and rubbishly that people now think it's a bad idea. When actually done in the right moments, with the right amount of mainstream interest, I think it makes perfect sense. What he's trying to say is that Goldberg versus Lashley is the right move. It's money. (laughs) Charlie Davis. The elite strength has always been being goofy, but also flipping the switch in an instant to be emotionally devastating and horrible. It's like watching a sitcom full of terrible people, but it's still your favorite show. I love them so much. Yeah, always sunny in Philadelphia vibes from them. Trenton Brown. It would not surprise me in the least if Tony told Kenny and the Bucks they had to promote Space Jam 2 and the elite came up with that entrance. Well, they've got that Warner Brothers synergy. Mm-hmm. They even said, now that's corporate synergy. On the, yeah. Imagine having given the heels the job to promote. <laughs> and also, <laughs> like, I, I would, uh, in, in perhaps side defensive, people think that it was, you know, kind of selling out uh, sort of thing. <clears throat> they've been doing Space Jam references for years on being the elite. Like, when the Hangman was like trying to get ready for All Out, the first All Out thing it was, and he was like feeling down on his luck, they were giving him the, uh, the, the water from Space Jam 2, uh, from the first mm. Space Jam he was trying to make himself feel better than what he was. Anyway, uh, Rini36 said, I can't wait for WWE backstage star CM Punk to return to wrestling for the second time in the past two years. On a serious note, having after having ended an on-off relationship with AEW for the past two years for reasons I don't even know why, I'm finally hooked. Zachary T. Robertson, given the whole CM Punk to AEW speculation and the multiple shows in Chi-Town coming up, will you guys be live streaming all the Chicago events to see if, when he debuts? I just want to see Ollie mark out again, like his reaction to Omega's kick out at one. Uh, I think we, we and Luke are going to talk about that tomorrow, uh, about what we live stream and what we don't. I also don't know if I'll mark out as much as that, because that was like a moment in a match that I didn't see coming. Whereas now I'm I'm like waiting for the punk debut. So that's that'll be a different exactly, kind of reaction. Yeah. Jose Batista, I already have an all-out ticket. I can't believe I bought a plane ticket from a one-day trip to Chicago for the August 20th rampage, just so I can maybe see CM Punk. <laughs> that's the level of excitement this company creates. 
Sari said, "Got a uh, thank you guys. Last week I asked suggestions on which Brian and Punk matches to watch. Now I've done my homework and I can say that I finally get why people are freaking out over this. What a time we're living in. Unreal. Good job you to do the homework. Uh, Nate S. If for whatever reason Punk doesn't now come to AEW and just say we never said it, we he signed, you just assumed it's going to be hard to recover from. This is one they can't tease like this and not deliver on." Congrats, new punk rounds, way to stick it. Nate S, I 100% agree with you. It's one thing for Sean to report it and us to talk about it, us as fans to talk about it. AEW dropping all their hints in this show, that's a different kettle of fish, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, James Hanley, this first dance Rampage episode, I will be at the first episode of Rampage in Pittsburgh the week before. I was at the Royal Rumble 2014 when Punk did his last match. Why not have him start back where he left off? New Punk's wish came true. Why not mine? Look, where would you debut Punk? In Pittsburgh <laughs> where he had that match? Or in Chicago? In Pittsburgh, where he was taken out of a Royal Rumble by Kane, or Chicago, the home of Money in the Bank 2011, and, and his hometown. And his hometown. James, I think, I think you got to take this loss. <laughs> Ian Berkeley, you keep saying CM Punk, but Darby said best in the world. So clearly, mm-hmm. Shane McMahon is all elite. Rain Tech, well, I'm not really fond of death matches. Today's show was absolutely amazing. I hope Cash Wheeler recovers quickly. CM Punk to AEW, often oh, dropped by Allen. CM Punk versus Allen, OMG. Allen is oh. a first great opponent. He'll make him look great. Louis Dangor uh, put out a tweet that said it's a terrible idea for his first few to be with Darby Allen because he should be with a top star. And everyone just started dunking on him being like you're terrible you've got terrible takes on wrestling sometimes <laughs> he's just driving engagement he's playing, the game. <laughs> he's playing the game joseph ray hi guys everyone wants to hear cult's personality but i desperately want to hear this fire burns from kill switch engage you it's are the audience only- music you're the only person in the world joseph uh also ollie i love a <laughs> singapore cane match most underrated weapon in my opinion luke i watched train to percent it was awfully boring you've got a t- two terrible takes in one message Come on, man. Do you want me to take over? Uh, I think you did. Uh, no, because there's a lot here. I'll, I'll do this <coughs> one. Uh, Phantom FTW. WWE has a well-deserved reputation for its cavalier approach to storytelling continuity, sometimes even within its same episode. I love the fact that AEW regularly expects us to remember occurrences details from sometimes even years ago. Uh, Jared Hazelwood, the working relationship with New Japan is obviously one of the biggest bargaining chips AEW has. With AEW and Impact teasing Bullet Club versus Elite, who do you think? Uh, what do you think of the idea of Punk joining Bullet Club? I would love to see New Japan asking for that as part of the deal. I don't think that would be something New Japan cares about. Actually, um, he's a nightmare to work with. Yeah, Josh Davies. Don't know, I don't uh, think so. Holy cuss, so much to say. The opening to Hangman Dark Order had me welling up. Seeing them all in purple and black standing together was amazing. Deathmatch was so great, but the thing that made me losing my mind was that 30-second Derby promo. Stephen Duggan stayed up late to watch Live Last Night in Ireland, and boy, howdy, was it worth it. Didn't even need to bang any powder to stay awake. (laughs) Yes, first reference. But seriously, I've seen a few people mention in the chat that's something I was saying as well. Uh, but seriously, what a run they're on right now. Don't even know how I'm going to handle Punk coming back. 
Dean Barretton, five out of five for me. What an episode. Those entrances for Dark Order and the Elite were stunning. In terms of Jericho, it feels like a celebration rather than retirement. Feels like last match in AEW should be with Omega, being that it was part of giving birth to AEW, etc. Hmm. Eduardo Sorens, last night I took my family with me to the show with my kids uh, who don't watch wrestling. At the end of the show, my son told me that he loved the show and he wants to see more. My daughter wants to be Britt Baker. This company, man. She is a role model. 69 Intangible Sadie Deegan. Uh, hello, you Thursday evening cowboys. OMG, what a dynamite. That Hangman video package was one million chef kisses. The Elite Space Jam gear was incredible. Oliver, is it time for you to confirm that Phil is in this company? I love you guys. I love wrestling. Five thousand, five out of five wrestling show. Or maybe that not was until he's on the screen. Uh, Mont Blanc, um, good uh, AEW morning to you all. Another, as usual, banger episode of AEW. Dark Order entrance, bagard. Horseshoe Tanahashi, Punk, maybe. It was literally just a jam-packed show from top to bottom. Thunder Rosa is an absolute star. It's insane. Love you guys. Eternal Blue, I'm so happy that AEW exists. Just makes me happy to watch wrestling. I physically couldn't watch the Jericho match. My hemophobia couldn't handle matches like that. But I'm glad uh, that the branches of AEW reach all kinds. I'm so excited for next week. Rangers Mayhem, I enjoyed last night's show a lot, regardless of some of the missteps. From Dark Order to elite entrances to Jericho cosplaying as Tum Tum Tugger from Ozo Tum Tum from <laughs> Three Ninjas kept my attention. Hulk Hogan as Dave Dragon to AEW, jam that jam. Painmaker is lame. Ha Mayor of Painsville. Lamemaker. It is lame maker, isn't it? I've been telling you that for years and you wouldn't believe me. Well, I thought it was for the heel heat. The little crappy mask that he came out with. He was like, oh, I'm cool. I'm hard mm. me. Uh, Dan says, uh, hi guys, hopefully you're doing well. You think Punk, Brian, Chavo and Hoovy is great? I have a legit source that something even bigger is happening soon in and around AEW. Check the impact taping, guys. You will see it's unbelievably fantastic news. Did Dustin Rhodes do something? Yeah, probably. Nothing is bigger than Punk and Brian. <laughs> probably, oh, either that or it's... What was the other lads? The, um, the Dexter Loomis guy. Um... Fred Worst, the Dark Order page and Super Elite entrances, Black knocking Cody's head off before Cody could monologue, FTR, LAX, King Haku, Thunder Rosa, Jericho Gage. I love all elite wrestling. Anxious millennial cowboy. Jam that jam. Mm. Mean Man 3310, skipping ahead a bit, but with fractures being a big part of AEW, Darby's allusion to punk and Black mentioning the House of Black. What if the house is a faction of those four? Black, Punk, Darby, and Sting. Maybe a surprise Ruby Soho or Buddy Murphy. I don't like that. I don't they, they, those are a bunch of people who should not be in factions. I agree. For me. Um, some people saying that maybe Dan was referring to Switchblade Jay White. Man, that promo he cut on Kenny Omega was lovely stuff. Mm. Patrick Cooper, hey guys, going through a really tough time listening to you guys has helped me out. Also, imagine that pop for Eddie Kingston in New York. Uh, Shall I ask him? My mate Eddie. <laughs> Tails thing. That's what when, when when his phone rings and it's from me, Wild Thing plays. Me and me and Eddie, we go crazy together. Tails me. Oh, I, I, do you know what? I've just suddenly realized, of course, it's a, it's probably a Brian Myers thing. That's probably oh. what Dan was referring to. Yeah. Uh, Tails P, when Cage fights the Rock uh, or fights the Rick, uh, do you think he'll rip the FTW belt in half? That'd be a good visual. 
the yeah. night as uh, I can imagine Nate S. I can remember when New Punk Rant was adamant that the juice was the exalted one. That's how long this has been going on. I popped so hard for Horseshoe. Really want him versus Moxley at All Out. Miro's double jointed wife crying with laughter emoji. James Hanley, I'm torn on the Lucha Brothers and potential Andrade pairing. It's not that it's a crap pairing, but the Lucha Brothers just got through a heel run. Phoenix and Penta are over and get huge face reactions as faces. I don't think fans want to boo them yet, jam that jam. They've not been faces or heels. They've been nothing. They've just been these weird tweeners. Yeah, I agree. They need they need They'll... to like they need to be heel and settle. TSP, <laughs> when they finally make the LWO with Hector Garza's nephew, do you think they will leave Raw for AEW? Uh, OGP, yeah, you know me, said, love this episode. Shout out to New Punk Rants. Also, kudos for the Bucks and Omega wearing the Space Jam, Jordan 11s with their fits. Uh, loved this episode. Hyped for the next FTR Santana Ortiz match. The original ending would have been better, but uh, now I feel people are more invested because people want both teams to succeed without outside circumstances. Also, Britt is great. Hopefully, her tease is for Ruby as her backup. Great show. My shadow also has a cowboy hat. Yeah, we didn't talk about Britt's promo where she sort of teased that she was going to have new backup because mm. Reber is also injured all the time. Uh, Patrick Kaniski, another banging episode of Dynamite. Gotta love wrestling. Is there a bigger supercard there with New Japan, NWA, and Impact? Who would you want Punk and Brian to face uh, if there is a big supercard? Well, I, I would I would want Brian to face Omega. I think that is the most exciting match I can think of, although it has happened already. Uh, Punk to... I don't know. I don't know. I want um, Punk to face Triple H. That's the biggest match. Ironically so, because it was the match that mm. made him quit. Peter Mullins, gotta say, Darby must be loving life right now. Tony, welcome to AEW. We're teaming you with Sting. Hi, Darby. We're giving you the TNT title. Hi, Darby. Would you be CM Punk's first opponent? Ring, ring. Darby, this is jackass. We need you in our movie. And you know what? I bet he every single thing he greets with this reaction. Cool, man. <laughs> you know, just like showing no visible enjoyment because that is the emo way. Uh, Peter someone Mullen just, says. Someone just said in the chat there, Punk Naito. I like that. That'd be cool. Uh, Peter Mullen says, huge congrats on the incredible milestone after grinding away every week with consistent content. Uh, you now have to watch older content, which might not be for everyone, but I'm really happy for new punk rants that Hooventud Guerrero is back. What? 50k? When? Uh, Exanilo. Hi, boys. Just wanted to say thank you so much for getting me into wrestling and specifically AEW. I had always been interested, but it was me telling my girlfriend about AEW and how important it was that actually got me to start watching with her. Continuing from before, my girlfriend doesn't know anything outside of AEW, so it's always interesting seeing how she reacts to people like Black. Just goes to show how great AEW is that someone who has never watched wrestling before can get so invested in it. I apologise for all the donations. Please don't. But thank you, gents, for getting me into the wonderful world of wrestling. Been watching wrestling since you started the podcast as that wrestle talk show. We don't talk about that name. That lasted long. Been a great ride so far. Can't wait to see what you do next. Final Omega chat from X Nilo Neely Nelio here. Uh, just wanted to say thank you once more for all your hard work and the smile you and AEW put on my face, Luke. This company. P.S. Sorry, my name is hard to say. It's Latin, uh, meaning creation from creation from nothing. Kind of like AEW as a whole. 
interesting. Ex nihilo. Uh, so not the, you know, I've been saying it in a sort of Spanish way. Ex nihilo, Latin. Romans. Uh, thank you very much for all those chats. That was very kind of you. Angela, last airbender. I liked Luke's fantasy booking better. I can't wait for the AW debut of EC3 and Dixie Carter. Also, Ollie, please stop with the wig. It's going to haunt my wet dreams till the end of time. Appreciate all of you guys. Support WrestleDork. Support each other. Well, subscribe. Rylan Clark. That said, Luke, while you're my absolute fave, I'm on new meds and having trouble sleeping. So when I can't sleep and I've Tetris affected your voice, I swear to Christ I'm ready to kill you. Oh, well, could be worse. Could be Tori Ollie selling me Huel. What's Tetris, <laughs> what's Tetris effect? I don't know, but we were talking about you and Huel yesterday on the Patreon After Dark episode because Adam was in the office and was finding all of your Huel crap that you've left lying around and how you've never... It's like, in my drawer. It's yeah, in know, my Adam, drawer. And Adam went through everyone's drawers. And uh, so we played a game. We were playing a game with Abby, social media Abby, about whose drawer did it belong to. <laughs> and... He found Andy Datsun's pot noodle that he bought mm -hmm. like the week before lockdown hit that was still in his drawer. Uh, went off a little while ago that, and I didn't think the pot noodles could go off. My Huel bars have as well. Ryland Clark, again, oh, wanted, to, wanted to thank you guys. Revolution 2020 got me back into wrestling. You guys kept me here weekly. Thank you very much. And just the final few that have come through. Boy, howdy, there was lots today. Josh, Josh Stad says, what if the reason that Hangman won't win from Kenny yet is because Kenny hasn't gone to Japan and completed his collection with the IWGP title? It seems as though AEW and New Japan relations are getting really hot right now. The belt collector thing has kind of not been mentioned as much recently, but yeah, I think that's, to me, like, you need Omega versus Ibushi while Omega holds the title. But Ibushi's not champion at the moment get the title on him as well i mean they've been hot they've been hot potatoing that jet that belt around may as well just put it back on ibushi i guess <laughs> once he's back love the new design though patrick kaniski says whatever happened to ketamin dan i think his name was he was texting me this morning he always gives me a live commentary of him watching the show in the morning to answer your uh, question uh what flavor of pot noodle was it it was curry flavor uh, F-word, that bump Grayson took, properly thwacked his head. John effing Silver! This is so good. F me ten ways. That was the sweatiest match I've ever sat through. Okay, I'm off to die. That's what he said <laughs> to me at 8am this morning. And finally, fittingly, for this stream from New Punk Rants, I just want to thank you both and the chat for all the love. I honestly didn't expect any of this today. I'm smiling ear to ear i just wish they can use hoovis wcw theme it rules i love the wrestle talk community so much well, we love you two new punk rants we're all very happy for you and to be honest also just confused just confused yeah. little bit annoyed still that i was wrong but it's One fine one of the longest AEW reviews we've done in a while as well. Hour 40 minutes this show has gone. Crikey. Mm, that's a big one. Uh, yeah. Well, we've got other bits to do. So thank you, everybody, ever so much for joining us here today. Thank you for all your very generous Omega chats. It is... This is the most excited I've been about wrestling 
since AEW got Dynamite in in October 2019, and that was none of that was fulfilled on. You know, the Fiend that first three months of Dynamite was just like so so really compared to what it is now. So we're very privileged to be living through this. It's freaking awesome. Uh, Matthew Steele said, I always feel like I would mess up a conversation with No Way Jose. Don't know why he's rarely on TV <laughs> uh, when he was with WWE. And I would just say I got destroyed a couple of months ago the last time I saw you on TV. Uh, yeah, said from my iPhone. Thank you, Matthew. Um, we've also got this from uh, Juan, who said, uh, Hola, como están? I have a serial killer story to tell you. Once a what? friend of mine came... Do you remember the serial? Oh yes, I forgot about I forgot about the segment. Sorry, <laughs> I just thought I just don't. I I was struck by the tonal shift from No Way Jose. Yeah, well, also because I've you know podcast numbers aren't what they used to be, so I thought we'll turn this into a crew trying podcast. <laughs> that's the in thing at the moment. This this email um, will now take five episodes to go through. <laughs> I believe that's the format. <laughs> And we'll actually have no conclusion. Yeah. Um, do you remember when Serial, like everyone was talking about Serial? It's like, oh my gosh, yeah. the most incredible podcast in the world. You, you've got to listen to it. And then everyone listened to it and they got to the final episode. And the conclusion was, I don't know. What do yeah. It's about the journey, though. It's about the justice system, how people can be wronged by it. Were you just there, like, yeah, but it's a good whodunit? Yeah, exactly. yeah, but what's the outcome? I'm like, yeah. I, you know, here's me thinking it's an episode of Jonathan Creek. It's like, okay, but where yeah. did the mattress come in? When was the mattress pulled away? Uh, anyway, Juan continues. Uh, Once a friend of mine came for breakfast and I told him uh, what I had in the kitchen. Went back to my room for the looks of something. When I got back to said kitchen, he was serving cereal with passion fruit juice. I've oh. never seen that up to this point. Just that it was very weird. I didn't even try it. Have a great day. Have you ever had any cereal in a juice? I don't think I have. No, like I have. It's been specifically milk and or yogurts. Mm. Or water. Never done water. No, mm. not weird. Mm. And obviously I ate uh, Weetabix dry once because uh, yeah. my friend's sister recommended it to me and I did not enjoy it much. Uh, but yeah, like it's always been milk with raisins and yeah, sometimes yogurt. If I, if I have granola, then I will have some yogurts with it. It's just like, I guess milk isn't an imposing taste. Yogurt, same, just different consistency. But but a juice, like, a, a, an, imagine having Weetabix with orange juice. Be weird. That'd be a weird, it'd be a weird texture in your mouth. But it's two. It's two things. It's got the consistency closer to water, I'd say, rather than milk or yogurt. And yet the taste as well. This could be worse than just water. Do you know when we go back to the office, we should try some of these out, like as a podcast thing. We'll get some cereal and we'll get some like different fruit juices and we'll test it out to see what maybe this could be like the new uh, Magic Spoon sponsorship that we do. I was going to say, I think you've got to keep the cereal consistent. You can't change that variable. We will change the accompanying bits. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so if it... I've got a hell of a cereal I can recommend. <laughs> They don't sponsor this show. Uh, Nathan, <coughs> hey guys, wanted to email in and ask you if you had any funny drunk stories about a how the hell did I get here or what the hell happened last night moment. I asked this because I was at a nightclub celebrating my wife's 22nd birthday last night. 
was our first time going out to a club because we both turned 21 during the pandemic. My wife got wow. absolutely trashed. She couldn't walk straight <laughs> to save her life, kept running into walls, knocking over glasses, fell asleep in the car and wouldn't get out for like 20 minutes. When I finally got her up, she walked into the living room, got completely naked and crashed on the couch. When she woke up, she didn't remember anything <laughs> from the first half of the night. I explained to her all the ridiculous things that she was doing. She got really embarrassed. And we both laughed it off. It was really funny because I was completely sober as I had to be the DD for her and her friends. Just wanted to hear if you guys had any similar stories or any funny drunk stories in general. Thanks for reading the email. Appreciate all the hard work you do. Nathan. Well, can, well good good work on being a DD in that scenario. Uh, that's, yeah. that's very commendable um unfortunately <laughs> i've got loads but I, I'm, I'm now like you know at the time they were fun bantery stories looking back i'm not sure i was happy you know yeah i mean some of yours do like have a twinge of sadness to them i think i was like not always an alcoholic but there were nights when i was an alcoholic where i would just not stop and I would I literally woke up twice, two separate occasions, years apart, in ditches. You know, like the little gap between the road and the curb. I know what a ditch is. Yeah. So sorry to bring the tone <laughs> down. <laughs> Although getting naked when you're too drunk is is a phenomena. I don't think. Did you, do you do this? Have you seen oh, this yeah. happen? Oh. Yeah. When I was a student, all the gosh darn time. Um, was was a very nude boy when I was a junior because it's just funny, isn't it? Because you know, oh no, wait, about and stuff. It's hilarious. What? Not around people? Oh yeah, no, it's oh, it's funnier if it's around people. <laughs> so no. much funnier when it's around people. Like I told the story before, like I was at a house party once and I was really bored at the house party, so I went upstairs, took all my ke- took all my kit off and put on a shark boy mask and nice. kept its high on, and then went back downstairs and just enjoyed the rest of the evening with my Converse trainers. It was hilarious. What banter with without? Yeah, just 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 Jesus. hanging up, just flapping around. Animal well, like, an- anonymity, wasn't it? With the shark boy mask, no one was ever. They didn't know who it was. Me, exactly. Uh, it was TNA. Uh, no one knew. What, no one. <laughs> I meant more like getting home after a night out and almost like, uh no, the clothes are drunk. Take the clothes <laughs> off. This is the only way I can get sober. Uh, my dad does it as well. I think maybe it's maybe it's genetic. Mm. So you weren't one of those people that just like just getting your kit off for a bit of a banter? Uh, not around too many people. On the odd lad's holiday, I would do it to annoy people in, in the room, but not like on outside. Oh, do you know what? I think we should tease uh, a little bit. Maybe we can tell the story on the Raw podcast. Was it Portugal, the CCTV footage? Uh, that was Cos. What, you want to play that in the podcast? <laughs> Ollie versus Poland. <laughs> a little bit of a tease there for a future i'd forgotten all about that as i was just thinking yeah. it just popped back into my mind then mm. <laughs> anyway anyway we need to get out of here thank you all so much for listening uh, i'm back tomorrow with denise salcedo and special guest alex queen of the ring to talk about the biggest wrestling news stories of the week take care everyone i love you goodbye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.